Welcome to Building an Engaging Brand. Everyone will notice and remember in your community part two. The presenters of this class are Jason Westbrook and Dustin Cooper over here. You guys are in building LC number one. If you would like to have some coffee, don't make sure, make sure to go out and lobby and get some coffee. Um, I am the owner of Mission Creative Co. And Dustin over here is the owner of Dustin Cooper Graphics. And my email is jason at missioncreativeco.com. Phone number 614-226-2075, and what's your contact information? Um, yeah, my contact email is DustinCooperGraphics at Gmail, and uh, my phone number is 419-376-7831. Awesome. Uh, if you're here for the first class, or not here, uh, if you're here for the first time, uh, just introduce myself a little bit. Um, I've been in the ministry for 18 years, uh, uh, done various roles, student pastor, Executive pastor, church planner, lead, lead pastor, creative director. I've done all kinds of different things. So I'm giving you guys information from experience, not from guessing. Um, we're going to be talking about websites and apps today. Um, my business I started four years ago called Mission Creative Co. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just giving you a frame of reference. I started out to help my church. I wanted to volunteer at my church full time without having to have a paycheck. So I decided to start a business. Uh, and to my wildest imagination is it took off and, uh, we service right now about 90 different churches, uh, a lot of them in Ohio, a lot of them all around the United States. And we do, uh, help them with their websites or mobile apps, marketing and strategy and stuff like that. And, and, and Dustin does, and I'll let him talk when he comes up here. We're sharing this session today. We want to help this class. The goal of this class is really to give you guys some, some trends that are going on right now with website development and mobile apps, why you need things that you need, and then he's going to also tell you how to talk about social media and how to, you know, your graphics and, and some of your branding when it comes to staying on point. So really excited to share. This is going to be the fun class. Last one was a lot of homework. This one's going to be more conversation and <coughs> giving you guys some information. So the what? Talk, t- to see me afterwards and I'll, I'll get you, I'll help you out with it. Sorry, I was, I was thrown off by the microphone. Um, 419-376-7831. And now I also have a website, Dustin Cooper Graphics, with an S, graphics, uh, C, and then S, Dot com. if you want to check out anything I've done, or facebook.com backslash Dustin Cooper Graphics, you can look at that. I told people, yeah, I told people in the first class, too, if you're in this, this, this class, uh, Dustin and I, we are digital missionaries. And what that means to us is we, everything that we do, our, how we approach business, how we approach ministry, it's all around advancing the kingdom digitally. That's our mission. That's why we exist on this planet right now. It's a season we're in. He does amazing graphics and stuff. He helps a lot of churches. We do websites and apps. And our whole premise is to help advance the kingdom of God digitally because here's the truth, and we're going to talk, go through this. 80% of the people that are going to visit your church or church shopping to go to your church are checking you out online first. So if your website is a one or a two, they will probably not come and visit your church. They, you need to be in the seven to eight range in your church to even be in, in, a comp, in, in a, not a competition, but in a competitive manner for people to even have an interest in going to the next level. Now, I realize that's subjective. I posted on Facebook the other day, top three best websites that you think are really cool and you'd be surprised the ones that came on there people started to plug their own church which is fine i wanted that to happen um and i asked a question about a web builder which i will not name there's a web builder that a lot of churches use and their quality of work is probably a two out of ten and i'm surprised at how many people think that's a really great solution i'm not here in an arrogant manner i'm not here to point you know the the like pick a scab or anything like that. I'm here to tell the truth, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and help because this is about advancing the kingdom and about, and about getting people in our doors to check us out, to get souls won. That's why we do this. So we, we leave our egos and stuff at the door and we're here because we want to advance the kingdom. So I want to share 10 must haves and trends of websites of 2017, 10 must haves and trends of websites of 2017. Now, I realize this is a little bit subjective, too, because some of us may be reaching different types of uh, demographics and age ranges. So some of this may or may not apply, but the majority of these will. Um, Number one, one of the biggest trends that we're seeing right now in website development 
uh, to move you forward towards uh, where, where things are going is, number one, transparent headers. Transparent header on a website is where the navigation is overlaid of a picture. So when you show up to a website in the front page, it's almost like a landing page. It's a big picture. Some people hide the menu altogether, and as you scroll, the menu appears. Another way a transparent menu would work would be you have this picture on your website, and then you have the text that are layered on top of it. You'll see that a lot. It's really, uh, really become a hot trend with website development, and the reason is it's very engaging. When you see, it's very simplistic in nature, and uh, because of the introduction of the mobile app and responsive websites, like people are checking out your website probably more on this than they are on their home computer, your website needs to be built for this, not for, for uh, the computer. So you, if you're in the middle of building a website or already had your website built, I hope you built your website from this strategy to that strategy rather than this strategy to this strategy. Because this is where they're accessing it. And it's only going to get worse that they're going to go on here. So this is the, the computer, the introduction of especially the, especially the Surface Pro, there's no reason to have a computer when you have a Surface Pro. It does everything. Computers and ta- uh, I, uh, iPhones, iPads, and tablets, that's the future. That's where everything's going to go. You're always going to have to have a computer, but it's not going to be as relevant as it is now. Number two, no drop-down menus on websites. I try to tell all my clients, no drop-down menus on your website. Here's the thing. A generation ago, when, the, when, the, when, when Google was introduced and SEO was introduced into websites, the reason we put a lot of content on our websites is because we have these formulas that Google stated publicly, if you have this many keywords and blah, 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 then you'll rank higher on your website and organically on search engines. The problem is Google now does not post all of their, their formulas on how they SEO websites organically, and a lot of it's not known. So we can't be doing the same strategy we did in the 90s or even in the 2000s for right now. The, the beginning of the 2000s for our website development. And we could talk a little bit more in depth about that. But the point is, the reason you don't want to have drop-downs is because the introduction of the mobile app, your mobile user is trying to find the information very quickly. And if you have 10 tabs under your about, I don't even know how you even have 10 tabs. 10, your, your about section should be one page, all right? Um, your... And you see these websites all the time. And I'm not picking any scabs here. If you do, that's okay. This is, you know, I'm just trying to be honest with you. If you have a website and you have like a paragraph on one page, combine that with a different page. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it serves no purpose. You know, again, we think like building websites because of the way SEO happened before. So we have to have tons of pages, tons of content. If you see a lot of the, the newer churches, a lot of the ones that are doing, uh, stuff really well very very minimalist now obviously if you're a mega church you have a lot of things going on that's a little bit of a different situation but even then if you go to elevation church uh some of you guys are recognize him Stephen furtick they run what 18 he's 36 year old guy runs what 20 18 20 000 people if you go to their website it looks really big but it's really not that big it's actually very simple um so no drop-down menus. That you know, try to try to get away from that or minimize that because your end mobile user that you want them to get to information fast. Yes, sir. I was just going to ask, like, what's like the magic number? Uh, how many navigations should you have? I recommend websites to try to stay within ten to twelve tabs. Is what I recommend at the top. Well, yeah, top probably seven, yeah. seven to eight tabs up top, but total pages ten to twelve. Um, and, and I'll explain why all that is. Number three, information. Cut your information by 25 to 50% overall on your website. If you sign up for, how many of you guys have Instagram? How many of you guys have Facebook? Did you go through a big long page to fill out a form to sign up for that? You went to a landing page with a, connect with your community, sign up. You know what I mean? It's very specific, like a bullet. Keep your content straight to the point. Because people, because of Instagram, because of all these videos, they're only checking your stuff out for seconds. So if you post all that information thinking they're going to read it, they're not. Keep it quick. Keep it simple. Reduce it by 25 to 50%. Get to the point. One of the problems why we don't get to the point is because we don't know what our point is. We don't know 
what we're, we don't know how to communicate what we're trying to say. Figure out how to communicate. Lots of verbiage, a lot of times, is an indication that our organization doesn't either know how to communicate what their vision is, or we don't even know what it actually is. So it's either we're trying to, you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll, I won't belabor that one. Number four, websites should be 95% geared for the first-time guest experience prior to coming. 95% of your website should be geared to your first-time guest. 5% for your regular attendee. Your regular attendee, the only time they're visiting your website, if they're even doing it at this point, is to give, is to check out your sermon, and maybe an event sign-up. But I can tell you all the churches that I've been a part of, the event sign-up on that tab rarely ever got filled out. Why even do, why, why do we, why do we always in the church, and I'm talking about as a whole, why do we always do the same stupid thing in the church? We cater to the 1% of our church instead of to the 99% of the church. Do what works. Do what the highest percentage value. That's how you break the communication problem. Do what works. Evaluate your systems. What works? And it, maybe you don't know. That's okay. Um, your website, 80% of the people will come to your website well, 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 I'm sorry, we'll check your website first before they'll come to your church. We know that is a fact. We also know that the regular tender, and I know some of us, we mentioned bulletins. Um, a lot of times, even our regular tenders do not even read the bulletin. I'm not saying don't do it. It's all depending on your whatever. But th- here's what I'm trying to get to. The mobile app is really important for your church to have because that is where the, the majority of your main, like kind of like the mainstream of your attendees, that's where they live. They live on a smartphone with mobile apps. So if your church can have a mobile app, you will be communicating to them. That will be your main communication piece for your regular attendee is your mobile app. Because if they're not going back to the website, if they're not going to their website, if they're not going to the connection center and you're having trouble getting people to sign up for your event, why is that? Because that's not where they live. It's a pain for them. It's, a, it's, it's awkward. It's a pain for them. If you can introduce a mobile app into your community, you will help yourself dramatically. So when you go to your website, that helps all of your content. Make everything about your community. Show lots of pictures. Make it very cultural. Hey, we're so excited that you're checking us out. Here's some pictures. Show pictures of your culture and your community and just get straight to the point. We love families, whatever. That's all they need to know. And then... Um, one of the things I've been doing with a lot of websites now is I do this thing called, it's like four points. It's uh, uh, arrival, uh, pre-service, during service, before you leave. And we put like two or three bullet points to help with that church identify when they are checking out that website for the first time. Here's the things that we absolutely want them to experience and know that's really important. So prior to arrival, we have free parking on site. Look for the flags and the signs. During service, before, I'm sorry, before service, check your kids into kids ministry. Grab a coffee on us. During service, don't forget to download our mobile app. You can follow along with the message notes on our mobile app during service. Um, prior to leaving, fill out that communication card and meet with our, pa- check out our pastors. If you do those simple things, it will help your user, ex- your user experience a lot on your website for people to know exactly what they're expecting to do when they come to your church. Um, and I've seen a lot of websites too, what they do is just a straight image Landing page image, they state what they do, building better families, boom, button, what to expect, and then go into the site. That will engage your users really fast. You don't need a lot of content on that homepage, just boom. You know, they'll find what they're looking for. So, and again, I'm, I'm, some of this is subjective because every of us all have different types of ministries. Another really popular trend right now is a slide-out menu. It's not even having a menu at all at top of the website. It's the slide-out or a drop-down, and the reason they're doing that is because of the mobile app. Because a lot of churches have mobile apps. They want the user experience on their website to be just like it would be on their mobile app. So that's why they use a slide-out. And, and it looks sweet. It looks great. It looks really great. Uh, yes, I can. I can show you afterwards. Uh, one that you can look at without even me, elevationchurch.org, has a lot of what I'm talking about. Hillsong.com, they're another big player. Those two, if you if you would just stay in pos- in, on pulse with Elevation and Hillsong, those would be the two uh, major brands that I would recommend that you just keep a pulse on because they're always going to be trend centers, at least right now. 
Those are the trendsetters. Um, I talked about the catchphrase on the homepage. Uh, number seven, raw video is more respected in many ways because it's authentic. I'm not saying don't produce video. What I'm saying is you see all these guys doing Facebook Live now, and people love it because they're going into their home. It's like, you know, it's like we love fast, casual food. You got, when was the last time you went to Chipotle or Piata? It's like we have exposed everything, right? We have exposed ceilings and all this because the millennial generation or Xer, and I'm an Xer, but even Xers, just get me to the point. Don't belabor it. Just get me to the point. I want to know what I'm getting, right? That's why you have all this exposed stuff. It's just is what it is. It's just authentic. It's natural. It's like, and they love it, you know? And it's a cool place to be. Uh, number eight, hero images of actual church, of your actual church on headers and landing pages. A lot of times we do stock photography. I'm not saying it's wrong to do stock photography, but make sure your stock photography is actually representing your brand and your brand culture of your church. You know, if you're a church with predominantly uh, age range of 55 to 75, let's say, don't put a band with smoke and lights on there if that's, you know, what you say you are, but you have, you know, uh, banjo and whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm just talking out loud, you know, but vice versa. If you're an older community, represent that older community because those are the kind of people they're looking for you. You know what I mean? So if you're in a little bit of an older congregation, then represent that. There's not a right or wrong. The hardest one to do is multicultural churches because you have white, black, Hispanic. You have all these different races and, and ethnic groups. That's the dip, more of the difficult one. But even then, you can build, in my opinion, I think this is the most fun um, because I think it's, it's just, it's just inter- it's interesting. When you see that brand, it's really interesting. Uh, last one, number nine, must have in trends on websites. They make missions and, con- and causes very prominent on their website. If you visit for the first time, we donate a dollar to a local missions for your return connection card. Or for every person that shows up, we donate a dollar to the food pantry this week on your behalf. Put that on your website. People will come and visit your church just because you do that alone. Just because they, help, they feel like they're making a difference. And they are making a difference. You know, and it's just a simple, such a simple little thing. Look, I want to tell you something. I don't know why I'm saying this, but maybe this is for some. Maybe you're saying to yourself, yeah, but a dollar per person is a lot of money. Yeah, it might, be, it might sound like a lot of money, but God will take care of every need and every resource in your church. If you want to reach millennials, make it cause-driven. Make it mission-driven. You do that, they will love it. They will be involved. You'll get all the volunteer, all the help you will need because that's what they do. The, the, young, the really young churches that are up and coming, that's, that's pretty much all they do, it seems like. This, this, that, whatever, they're really involved in making a difference. They will, they will not eat a meal. They'll give money. They'll go serve. <laughs> You know, and, and I think that's a really great thing. And I don't want you to hear, I'm only talking about millennials. I don't want you to think that. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to give you guys some trends. And then the last one, number 10, is video headers. One of the really popular things right now that's starting to emerge is video headers. And, that, and again, ma'am, if you want to check that out, elevationchurch.org is a great example of that. I actually think they don't do a very good job at that. It was surprisingly, for the size minister they are, I think it, it's, it's not the best. I've seen better quality than that, uh, but that's a, a, a definitely a big trend right now is, is video headers. Um, so wrapping up websites in general, and, and we'll, we'll answer questions at the end, but um, your website is your entry point. It's your business card of your church. Make your website your introductory business card to your church. So on your business card, you only put your phone number, your email, and your logo, right, usually, and maybe a, why you exist. Think of that as strategy with your website. Make it straight to the point. Make it very, very simple. Instead of having drop-down lists with all your ministries, combine all your ministries onto one page. You can do it. It just makes us have to think a little bit different. Let's think in terms of what's going to actually con- con- what's actually going to help us create conversion. Let's try to think in ways, think out of the box. How can we think differently to achieve differently? If we start thinking like that, we'll be able to answer a lot of the questions we're trying to figure out and really help us to get to the next, next stage. Um, all right, and then the next one, and then he's, and then Dustin come up, and then we'll answer all your questions you want. I want to give you guys five reasons why you need to have a church app right now. Five reasons why your church needs to have a church app right now. Number one, your regular attendee is not going to your website, so where are they going for regular information and communication? Eighty percent of your visitor, eighty uh, percent visit your website when they're shopping for a church or trying to find a place to go. 
but their but the regular attendee is the if you have an app your regular attendee will use their app for community and for connection they will use that app for community and connection when i build mobile apps for churches i always tell them put your message notes on there if you have a wordpress website we can bridge that in so when you post a blog post which is your message notes really on your wordpress website we can pull that feed into your app if you will make the app important during your church service, hey, download your mobile app. You can follow along with our message notes during service. It's not only is it something they can follow along, it's going to save you a ton of money on paper anyways, but it's something they can reference back during the week. They can use it for small group study points. I mean, think about it. Think all the creative possibilities you could do by having your, your message notes on your mobile app. And you're, you're, you're building that into your church's culture the importance of the mobile app. If you do that, you'll see every single person, like not every single person, but you'll see a lot of people break out their phones. And it's also going to discourage them from texting, right? Because we all know people text during service. But that might be a way for them to, to discourage that. They're going to be engaged in what you're doing. And here's what we know about humanity. We learn better by sight, see, feel, whatever, right? So if they're hearing you and they're seeing you and they're experiencing you, they have more than one sense involved now that they're help- hopefully they'll remember why you're doing what you're doing. And you know, one of those things is message series graphics. That's why they're so popular because it helps people remember a context and a starting point or whatever of that message series. Because I remember growing up in, in the church I grew up in, we just did week to week and you could never remember when you went for lunch what they talked about, right? So the, the cool thing about message series is like, oh, okay, yeah, I, it's amazing. We just, a little bit of, of improvement we've made as a church as a whole and we've upped our our connectivity. So the app is really important for, uh, for communications. The other way is your, your uh, mobile giving will definitely go up if you introduce it into your app. The hardest thing for people to do right now is, is give. The transition right now is everybody gives by check. Um, everybody, even some people fill out a credit card on, their, on an envelope. Um, not only is it a lot a really difficult for your people behind the scenes to have to do that every week, um, but if you'll introduce giving on your mobile app, the faster they have access to giving, the, the, the more consistent your giving will become. Um, and the, a lot of the giving platforms now, you could set up recurring giving. So even mention that. If you re- mention recurring giving, a lot of those people that do go on vacation, and you've heard it, but it's true, you'll have more consistent giving throughout the, uh, throughout the lifespan of your church during that year. And the point is not to make more money. The point is to make it easier for your, your church to uh, be a true disciple of Jesus Christ, right? Because that's what it's really about. Um, I already give you number two, giving options are easier. Number three, the reason why you need a church app now, it's church 24-7. I don't know if you're like me. I'm a big, you know, and I probably don't need to say this. I'm, I like taking baths, right? I like to chill. It's like my spot to hang out in. You know what I do? And I am a bath. I break out my phone and I'm checking out apps, right? Has anybody had a kid throw your phone in the bathtub? Yeah, I have twice. You know, and it still works somehow. Um, but that's where I go, right? That's my spot. And a lot of times I'm going back and I'm checking out, a lot of times I'm checking out church's stuff. I'm at, there's some apps that I download and check out. And so I can find out right there in my own little private time, I'm, I'm connecting. I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of discipleship right there. So you just don't know behind the scenes how people are using it. Don't, don't think that just because you have a mobile app, it's a silver bullet for one. But also don't think that it's not important. It's so important. This is a key thing for your, for your church right now. And I know this. All the churches that use the, the mobile app, the way I explain them how to use it in their church and how to market it, they will have more downloads of their app than they will have attendees of their church. I have a church right now that has their average attendance is 1,000. And you want to know how many app downloads they have? 5,400 app downloads. So 5,400 people that are not going to their, or, you know, 4,000, whatever, people that don't go to the church are accessing that person's information. I can tell you right now, those 4,000 people are not going to your web, that website. <laughs> but they will go to that mobile app. The mobile app is the most powerful form of communication on planet Earth right this minute. And here's why. You send out an email newsletter the industry open rate is like in the 30 percentile or less. Your Facebook fan page that you post on, you're lucky to get 20% viewer rate. And they will tell you that in Facebook. They changed it, the algorithm. You send out uh, a, a, a bulletin at your church. They're going to catch it. They might throw it away. They're going to forget about it, right? 
Um, trying to think, oh, phone call. You may miss them on a phone call. So if the percentage is that low, where do we go? If I send you a text message and you have a phone, even if you ignore me, 90 percentile or higher, you're going to see that text message. Would everybody agree with that? Are you okay if you don't? That's the most powerful form of communication on planet Earth is a text message. You know how you do that with a mobile app? It's called a push notification. A push notification can go directly to their phone, and you can communicate, sign up for our barbecue, bash, whatever event. They swipe it. It goes right into the app for a sign-up form, event form that they're not filling out on your bulletin, they're not filling out on your website, and they're not filling out your connection center, but you do it right in the app right away. Boom. You got it. During your service. Hey, everybody get your phone out real quick. We're going to sign up for our barbecue event right now. Come on. Do it. Help me out. They'll do it right there. Boom. It'll be the most, it'll be the highest conversion you can have for your event signups and all that stuff. And you could, the cool thing about apps is you put podcasts and videos, message, uh, event signups. You could put your 21 days of prayer and fasting notes on there. I mean, you, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Uh, yes, you can, because you could, you could do a push notification, and if they swipe, you can tell that swipe, the action, to go inside the app to that page. So yes, you could do that. Good question. And then number five. Oh, sorry. I just have a quick question. We have, we have a mobile app. We do all those things, but we have a lot of people who um, don't enable their push notifications for it. How do you get them to do that? Yeah, you've got to mention that. You just make that as a standard part. Hey, download our mobile app. Make sure you enable push notifications as we want to communicate. You just have to, you have to make that as a part of your normal greeting <coughs> announcement. It. Yeah, it is. And then they open their app, and then all these notifications come. And they're yeah. Like, they're all out of date. Yeah. Uh, and then number five, the last one, the, uh, number five, the mobile app is the most affordable marketing and communications platform on planet Earth right now. You can get a, a mobile app from anywhere from about $50 to $100 a month, um, and that is a heck of a deal for the amount of involvement, connection, community, and traction you're going to get of anything else that's on planet Earth. You know, if you get a, um, if I get a window sign on my car, which I'm doing, I'm just rebranding myself right now. That would be the, the cheapest form of advertising I could possibly do, right? Because it just sits there. I drive thousands of cars seat all the time. Your mobile app is the same thing. Your mobile app is the, is the most marketable piece that you have within your culture of your community, of your church, for your brand. If you introduce your app, you make it a part of your thing, you will have so much involvement. Your involvement will go up really, really high, and that's where they live. So I'm going to let Dustin take over from here. Because I'm sure you guys have heard me enough now for session and a half. Number six was for the website. Yes. Catchphrase on your on your homepage. So like the church that my wife and I were planning, we called it building better. We said building better families because that was one of our brand promises. We are we are about building better families. Yeah, and we put that right on our website. Reaction Church, building better families. What to expect. Boom. All right, Dustin. Um, so, me and Jason, we worked together on a lot of websites um, over the last couple of years. Uh, his specialty is website design. Mine is graphic design, and it kind of goes hand in hand. But... Um, I wanted to say, like, you know, he can reiterate what I'm about to say, and that is the most common problem we run into with every website we build, number one is, do you know what Jason, you would say? What's the most common problem we always run into? You get the client, you meet with them, you establish, oh, we want a website, we want it to look like this and do that. Now what's, what's, what's the hardest thing to get them to do? Build content. Content. It's like, now what do I put on this thing? Like, you know, I have to have a website and I have to have an app. It's like, what do I fill this thing with? Like, we have nothing. We're not good at, we're, maybe you're not good at writing content. Um, I'm not good at writing content. So every time I build a website, I always bring in someone who is really good at writing content. I say, hey, me and you are going to go meet with the client, and we're going to sit down, and we're going we're gonna, to, sometimes we bring a recording device or whatever, and we're going to listen to them talk. We're going to ask questions. And then from that, this guy or girl builds all the content out for you. So content, I always have a slogan I say in all the meetings, I say content is king. Content is king. And, and, and that means simply like you can have a website, you can have an app, but if it's filled with nothing, 
it's not it's not meeting the purpose that you need it to meet um or things become outdated and stagnant a, a lot of churches that come to us they say like we have a website we haven't updated it in five years ten years like or or even even if you're a week behind it's like that becomes irrelevant to anyone viewing that website or your facebook page or your uh mobile app like all these things are necessary but if you're not doing them effectively then you're not doing what they're uh, intended for and you're not getting the effectiveness out of them so content is king how do i i'm just trying to give you like rapid fire like uh a process and how to how to come up with content because your your pastors or you're in ministry this isn't what you're passionate about. You're like, I want to get to the good stuff, the message. Like, how do, That's what I'm good at. I'm good at coming up with a message, and, and I don't even care about any of this other stuff. I just know I need to have it to grow my church. So how, how do you do that? Um, like I said, I, I usually, for a church, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say the first thing I would do if you're creating a website or an app or a Facebook page you want to run successfully is I say hire a photographer to come in and take photos of your church because you want to give them a snapshot of what your church is like without before they even sit up foot in your church how do you do that you have a photographer come in i don't i don't know prices may vary but you have a photographer come in they take a bunch of professional photos of live worship uh, your pastor speaking the connection center children's uh, area like all the stuff that you see that you think this is all great stuff that we have that no one else sees well, here's how you show them. You take some photos. You put that on your website. Um, I, I discourage like people from using their own iPhone photos and, and and things that they've taken that may be outdated or or photo like I tell our church. I go to a Calvary church in Toledo, um, and I tell them. I say we need to be taking uh, pictures every three to six months. Uh, fresh photos, you know, because things are changing and our, our culture is changing. The people we're reaching is changing. So, like, keep the pictures fresh. Keep the pictures on your Facebook fresh. Keep the pictures on your iPhone or your website fresh. Um, bring it. If you're not good at writing content, which is king, then bring in. I always bring in a copywriter. What's called a copywriter, because that person specializes in writing copy, and, and it's not just that. That's their specialty. It's like. If I wrote, if you, if you were like, Dustin, we don't want to pay a copywriter and you, we want you to write all the copy, trust me, you're not going to want that. Like, it's going to be like, they have a kid's area and they have a, a cafe and you can drink stuff there. And like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's very, it'd be very short and to the point and, and no detail. And a copywriter is really good with words uh, to say like, that's what their specialty is, as they say. This church is, is, is excellent in their kids' area. They, they have sec- top-of-the-line security and whatever. Like, it's just way more broken down than what I, would, what I would give you. And then you're able to then take that and fill it on your website. And you're not wasting the money because I always take that person's copy that they wrote for me. And I say, hey, so it's in such church. Now let's take all that copy and let's, let's build a trifold brochure that you can give to guests with all the same information that you pull from that web that go on the website so then you're you have, you're using it twofold you're like we can put that on our facebook page we can put that on an invite card this person gives you all these amazing descriptions of your church that you you don't know how to say my church is great like or you just that's what you would say you'd be like oh man, i have a great church but they would say so much more about your church because that's what they're really good at um does that make sense so um i don't think it's a waste of money to have a copywriter write your content i don't think it's a waste of money to have a photographer take professional photos of your events and your your things to keep uh, uh, things fresh. You might have someone in your church that that's, I always tell people, if you don't want to pay someone and that's not in your budget, look on Facebook through your feed and you go, oh my gosh, that person takes is a photographer or they take really good photos and they attend our church every Sunday. You, you know, so then you go to them and you say, would you be really willing to take photos, you know, for the next three Sundays in a row? or whatever so we ha- so we have an archive of some good photos um and, and you give them a list you say i want it to be worship and i want you to get the cafe and all that stuff and and then you have that archive uh, of photos that you can use on print pieces mailers uh facebook website all that so um photographer to me is very important doesn't need to be someone you pay it could be someone that attends your church i was, t- I was talking to kelly um it, then you're giving someone 
what they're gifted in, an opportunity to serve your church, you know, and that's a win-win. So it's like, you you know, instead of not doing it, you're doing it and you're giving someone an opportunity to serve. Um, also, with, with taking your own photos, like, you can do that, but if that's not your gifting, you're not doing it as good as someone who who really loves to do that is. Like, I was saying to her, like, if, if you look at Calvary's face, our, uh, Facebook and Instagram, even this year, you can see where we started to pay someone to take photos for us of Sundays and post that on our Facebook page and to take our graphics and size them for Instagram and Facebook as opposed to someone who doesn't know how to do those things and they're just smashing it in there and like whatever and you're like this is not a good representation of the event or they're like hey I took a photo and I put it on our on our Instagram and you look at it and you go it looks like there was two people at that event when you know that there was hundreds like it's just stuff like that 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 a photographer will think of that you may not um or it's pixelated you can't really see anything you want like clear images just stuff like that um we should leave the last few minutes for question and answer time I know that was like rapid fire but uh, oh awesome um I want to just say like I want to use this as practical as we can and and uh use your time as best as possible and I think that is everyone in here is in a different phase in their church or maybe you do social media already maybe you don't even do social media maybe you have a website maybe you don't um what are the struggles, and then at the and then after we answer some questions, we'll give you some resources of how you can do effective um, social media, how you can do effective website on any budget that you might have. I want to I'll throw out like different price ranges and options for you, and you can say this is you know a good one for me or whatever. Because at the end of the day, we're saying there there is a right and a wrong, but not doing these things. Is, isn't good, you know. So you at least I feel like you you at least need to have a website. You at least need to have an app or a social media. But uh, you need to keep those things uh, effective by having good content on there and good images, good text. So I was I was going to ask, just like, is anyone like struggling in this area? Uh, like everyone is in different phases of social media and website. And, and you're trying to get from point A to point B, but like, what's some things that you're struggling with that maybe we can help you with today in this point? So, like we talked about, going through that. So my my biggest problem is getting bored to your debts and benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, the app is a cheat. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what do you guys got that? How do we sell it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we. Yeah, go ahead. What What are you saying is is, is expensive? What when you said it was expensive? What is that? What are you saying? The development of it or the monthly fee? Uh, the whole thing. I I think I don't want to put out what. You well, we can yeah. say because yeah, I'm not offended. Yeah. But to uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we we your ours usually range fifty to hundred, which is actually cheaper than the industry. A hundred dollars, like max, per month. We right. usually don't. We do, but there is a setup fee. I don't do a setup fee. But he usually, Jason usually says, I would rather have them have an app. And so he usually gives the app for free and then says, like, you just need to pay the monthly hosting. We have to, like, you an app isn't free for us either. So it's like you pay, we're paying, like, a monthly fee for your to host your app. So half of that price covers that hosting and half pays the maintenance on it and the updating and the upkeep of that so so maybe a hundred dollars a month is a lot of money um but uh, right right yeah so so but some some people do charge like we're not the only end all be all so it's like some people do charge like a setup fee a monthly fee a design fee uh but but yeah so i think i think going to your board it is a tough sell to say we need an app to any, or we need a $5,000 website or a $10,000 website or whatever that price may be. Uh, to get a board to approve that is, is always a challenge. But to say, like, like to me, like at our, at our church, it's, it's just getting them to understand the value of it and saying, like, here's who we are as a church. Here's where we're trying to go, but we can't go there with what we have now. We're, like, boxed in with this website. Like, no one ever uses it. Like, 
uh, with with updating your website to a WordPress site and having analytics attached to it, then you're saying perceive you're saying value, like you're saying we're able to measure how many people view the site. We're able to measure how many clicks we got and turn that into congregants coming to your church. Like it's like, uh, but you may not be able to do that when you're paying for a hundred dollar a month website or whatever, like the, all these, the lower end ones, uh, the lower end you go, that's what you're, that's what you're, um, sacrificing. You're sacrificing the ability to attain knowledge from your website and learn from it and, and, and grow. Here's what I just thought of this. A way to explain it is in ministry, people ask, well, what does the pastor do? What does a youth pastor do? He doesn't work all day. People really think that they really think it's not that hard. Well, the same, we get the same thing from people that call us and say, hey, I need a website, $500, I need 15 pages, I need this, this, and that. It's the exact same thing. What are you guys really doing? You know what you know, but you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's a tough position to be in because the board doesn't understand, that maybe in, that, at this, in this situation, maybe they don't understand the value of it. So that's hard. If you can't create value, it doesn't matter what you can do. They're not going to see it as a valuable thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what we try to do is, uh, for the most part, we've always tried to to the best of our ability, okay, that's what your budget is? Okay, that's fine. Let's see what we could do to try to help you because at the end of the day, we're trying to advance the kingdom digitally just like you guys are trying to up on the pulpit. So for us, it's it's a selfish thing because we want to see the kingdom move forward. I guess it's not selfish, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'll do what we can to help, but yeah. there's still real realities, you know what I mean? Go for it. What is your guys' opinion of using, like, again, I'm, I'm from a ministry a part of a church um but so right now our main website is facebook page okay and so what are your thoughts on that useful not useful useful for free because it's free exactly exactly um so, so you don't even have a website you just have a facebook page, I have a page there's a page on our very very dated website yeah sends you to facebook well it, there's some information there okay um, if that's all you got, make it the best that it can be. I mean, if that's your platform and that's all you have to work with, there's a lot of things you can do on Facebook. Um, you can list your events. You can, uh, you could probably have links to give and all that if you really want to. Nowadays, it's it's like t- when they when they when they switched over from being a profile to a page, it was for that intent to say like like I run a, a business page. You can do so much more when they switched over to pages. Uh, for your church or your business because now you can list out so much more information. Um, you can have all that information that you would put on a website. You can have it on your Facebook page. And if, if that's all you have, then do it really well. Like, uh, and, and, you know, so that's what I would say. And if you're a larger church where you have a larger young adult, you could probably have your own mobile app that you use for them and just a <coughs> Facebook page. You know what I mean? You may not need a, you may not have to have a website for that, you could probably do a Facebook page and a mobile app, and really <coughs> hit them. And, and Columbus, Columbus Vineyard, they have uh, they call I think it's called VC20 now. It's a vineyard, a tw- and, and they don't really have a website, but it's really they really push a mobile app and they're more of their social media. Yeah. I have two, kind of two questions. When you were just talking about Facebook, um, when I was an <coughs> pastor, I was trying to make a Facebook page for a church, and it kept saying, oh, it looks like you're trying to create a business, or a, hmm. you're a, a business, rather than it has to be a person. What was I, I mean, does it just cost to do a business on the Facebook app? No, it's all of it's free, so I don't know why that would be. Because I tried setting it up as, a, you know, their, their church thing, but it just... It kept telling me I had to be a person versus a business. It wouldn't let me set it up as hmm. a business. Hmm. You had to already have a Facebook profile. Well, I ended up just linking it off mine for the time I was right. there. Right. But I don't know how smart that was, but I did it. Yeah. I don't know how to shut it off now, but. <laughs> yeah, like I run, I run, I, I, I've started a few businesses, um, and, and and I run probably like seven different. Facebook accounts through my through my personal one, like so. It's like, yeah, it's. So that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Yeah, and, and the other question I had is, if, are you going to talk on the topic of blogging at all? Um, what, I guess maybe how how often if you're going to be post? I have a private ministry besides working in a ch- church or whatever, but like how often should I be? I, 
I've come from the mentality of, I don't want to bother these people, but yet you want to keep something positive in front of them. Right. How often should you be posting on your ministry page, like if it's a personal ministry or a blogging page? Or a I was just going to say about, the only, the, I, don't, I don't blog, but, uh, but I always push blogging as far as, because I have nothing to say. I'm not good at talking and I'm not good at, uh, I'm not good at content, so blogging would be tough for me. But we always say like a blog, when you're talking about SEO and getting your website to the top, the more things that you have that point to your website, the better. So if that's a blog, uh, you have a website, you have an app, you have a Facebook page, an Instagram, you have a blog, that's another traffic point to get people <coughs> to your website. Then it pushes you up higher on Google search when someone searches for your church or whatever. So it's the more and how much, how often? Once a week. I mean, I mean, if I was following someone and I really cared about what they say, I'd be like, I would want to hear from them once a week. You know, like. I think I think the more important question would be, um, do it by inspiration, and and, and well, con better con. The better your content's going to be, the better your your organic reach is going to happen. So especially do it when you, even guys that do Instagram a lot, they'll say, you know, like you have that guy that does like like Furtick does it like eight times a day. It's just ridiculous. You don't need to do that. But if that's his brand. That's how they work it. But um, I, it's something I agree with. A guy told me, he's like, I would rather do two or three really good quality blog posts or social media posts and only do three per week because at least your brand is really consistent at that point, and that's what people come to know and expect. So that's just my opinion and agree. I don't blog either. Personally, I hate it blogging because I feel like I'm trapped, like I have to do it. You know what I mean? So I choose not to. But that's if I was, that's how I would do it. Also, about social media really fast, I forgot to touch on. Um, if you're like, this is like way too overwhelming, I never have even time to do any of this stuff. There are platforms, apps, where um, I, can, I can look up the name uh, afterwards, but uh, there are apps where you can just do everything from one platform and it'll blast it to your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook. So you're not like, I have to manage a Twitter account, a Facebook account. Um, that's one of them, yeah. What was yours? Hood Sweet. Yeah. Sprout social. Yeah. So, and I, I have pastors that are like, I'm like, how are you posting all the time? Like, you're so busy. Like, and the guy's like, I, I, you, I schedule my post out. Like, I'm like, here, you know, yeah, you're like, write it on Sunday when it's fresh in your mind, like your message point or whatever that you want people to remember. And you're like, I want this to post on Wednesday, you know, at 5 p.m. And it like, it sends it for you on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Like, and you're not. Right. So. Schedule it out. Yes. Right. But if you don't, that was a solution for anyone who doesn't. They say, I don't have time to do all this stuff. There, there's apps where you can schedule when you want to post stuff so you can do it when you do have free time. But what you're saying, Kelly, is you're going to get more organic traffic if you, if you go into Instagram and you post an Instagram post. If you go, then go into Facebook and post from Facebook. Yes, exactly. It'll, 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 it, I don't know why, but it makes you organically have more traffic from going right into the program. Yes? <coughs> I have a question. I, I, I attend a church that is mostly people there are from Africa, and they don't speak, mostly, most of them don't speak English. We have to translate from my language, sometimes we are So I'm wondering, do you have two apps? You know, I, how can you, maybe people in English, they Yeah. Have you ever came across that challenge? <laughs> uh, I've never come across that challenge, but I would say, uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think that is you have to do what you think is probably the most, what, just what, what works. Or if you have the budget to do two apps, maybe you do two apps. But if you only have one, what's the what's the, the, the largest percentage of effectiveness? So if it's uh, whatever the language <coughs> that's being used, if that's the 80 percentile, then you got to go with the 80 percentile. Because why why make a decision on the 20 when you got the 80? It doesn't make sense. And we do that all the time in church. We do everything for the minority instead of the majority. Do the majority, you get better communication. You know. Uh, so I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. That's just you know. Yeah. So, you talked about starting a mobile app. So, I don't have one. 
how do I get one? Do I just is the best way to do that just to call you guys and say, hey, I need a mobile app? Is that the best thing? Or yeah, I mean, you can. You can do that if you want uh, us to do it. We can definitely do that and help you. It'd be a good conversation to have outside of this, just sure. you know what you actually need. Um, the only other competitor that I would actually recommend would probably be the Subsplash, the app by Subsplash. The majority of the other ones that I've seen are either uh, like freelancers that just kind of have an okay platform. Uh, but I would say our platform and that main, then that's the biggest player on the market. They're probably the best two platforms that I've seen. A lot of the when you get into when you're getting into getting a solution, just I, I want to make sure it's the right solution. Even if it's not us, make sure it's the right solution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of those guys, they have. A, I saw a, a one that I think the AG actually put out. I don't know if it's the AG or, or another one, but I thought it was. this big app went out. It was like ten dollars a month or something. And I looked at the quality of them, like it just looked, it just didn't look right. And I'm like, if you're gonna, if it's gonna look like that, don't even do it, you know. So, but yeah, we can, we can help. Um, any more questions? I was, I was gonna then go into like some resources for you guys. Go ahead. Maybe you'll touch on this, but um, you know, kind of a two-part. Um, does having a website make any of the content for the app easier to do or to migrate in and two I'd say most of us in this room were probably in churches less than 150 people are there some resources or platforms out there um, some DIY platforms yeah. that you would say start here or probably the more important stay away from yeah are there some DIY stuff out there that we can kind of right. implement? Or should you say, hey, don't go there? Are you asking website and app or just app specific? You know, I, well, you know, probably, well, you know, I mean, maybe both. I mean, you know, I mean, if there's something out there, but. I was going to touch on website. I mean, do it yourself. Pretty, pretty okay website. Yeah. You know, because we're there, does that make the app easier or does it not even matter if there's a website? And that's how I was going to have Jason answer uh, as far as, like, I think the answer would be yes. What are your, what's your thoughts, though, like, to have a website first and then an app, or just have an app, even if you don't have a website. Yeah, I, mean, I think you should have a website because it's not that expensive. And if you wanted to do it yourself, right now he had it on his list, but Squarespace is a great solution. You got to do it all yourself. We usually, it's, we usually, not mirror exactly the website or the app to the website, but it is like a reflection of the website. And you're linking. Ultimately, Willie, we are linking to the website, yeah. or we're drawing from that. We built um, everything 100% with WordPress. <coughs> Because it's the industry's best thing, option, in my opinion, industry's best option. Most churches are usually have it already, or they're very familiar. <coughs> and the the way we approach the app, we, our platform was designed to uh, be powered by RSS feeds. Because I know the church person, they don't want to manage an app. So as long as they post one <coughs> on their on their blog on their website, which I think they should for their message notes. The app is already updated automatically. The, 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 to manage the app per month with our solution, you probably could manage it per week for five minutes. No. That's it. But the engagement that you'll get will be a lot more than five minutes. So if we you call you and we're like, hey, we already have a WordPress site, you're like... We'll just link to yeah. it. Well, it's like... Yeah, because your, your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, that's all RSS feeds. Everything that's a, a strong technology is, is usually built, has an RSS built into it. And all RSS means is like it's, it's um, well, I don't even know, technically it means I should know that, but it's just like a, it's like a feed that whenever you post something, it's invisible, but you can grab that, that, that feed and it just uh, is a way for other services to grab that information. So, so to answer your like it, the the platform that we use to build apps really goes well hand in hand with 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 WordPress sites. It just like it like naturally it works together cohesively. But we can build apps that pull from links from a, a other net and whatever other site you have. But um, I was gonna really quickly like if you're out there and like like you just said like most churches are less than 150 people. So like, let's talk about like really quickly budgets and say like I'm gonna say here's XXX, like here's th these website <coughs> platforms that you can build a website from no matter what your budget is. So um, first I would say like, uh, and Jason correct me or jump in anytime uh, with the website talk, but uh, 
like there's a one out there called CloverSites.com, uh, and and what I'd say about that is like I, I we used to use that a lot four or five years ago. Um, a lot of church planners use it because you don't have a web or tech person on your staff already, so it's like usually you are alone as the pastor, and you need to build a website. Um, so I so I, I offer I say like Clover Sites is, is good if if you don't want to pay someone to run. Uh, or, or to build you a custom website from scratch because Clover Sites is template. So there's like, I don't know how many now there are, but they're, they have like, let's say, 10 templates that you can choose from. But what you'll run into with Clover, uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, so they usually, Clover charges you, I think, 500. Is it? 25 a month. So 1000 so bucks to start. Like, a, like that's your setup fee, and then 25 a month to host <coughs> your website on there. But it's do it yourself. Like you can like make changes really easily, and 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 so if you're if if you don't want the custom part of like a WordPress site, it's still really it's still easy to manage, I think. But um, if you have like little to no knowledge at all, I think Clover is a good start for you. But what you run into with Clover um, is it's not mobile friendly, unless they've changed that over the last year or two since I've looked at it. But when I was using it three four years ago, it wasn't mobile friendly. You're stuck like putting your logo like in this one section like above your navigation like and and and, or like the logo goes over top of every graphic slider you put in there so so and you can't your logo doesn't change with the slides it's like if you put a black logo in there whatever and your slide image is black your logo goes away like so 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 that it is limited it's it has its limitations but if that's if that's your budget is a thousand bucks and that's what your board approved, and you can afford 25 bucks a month. Clover is a good option. Uh, Squarespace.com uh, is is advancing and advancing and advancing. I build a lot of websites. If I'm without, if Jason's busy and I'm by myself, I build a lot of Squarespace websites. Um, and, and I and I usually do that because a pastor will come to me and say, I'm going to be making a majority of these changes, or a staff member who has he's not a web site person like is going to be making these changes squarespace is literally like it's it's another it's another templated uh website like you can pick from all these different templates but it's actually mobile friendly so that's why i like squarespace a little bit more than clover because it you can go on your phone and it already adapts it's responsive it adapts to ipads phones um website or uh computers so squarespace is good and that one has no setup fee so you're talking zero dollars, and it's um, twelve bucks a month billed annually. So one forty-four for the year uh, is all you're gonna pay. You pay that in advance. You pay that like right up front. <coughs> so Squarespace one forty-four for the year covers you for the year, and it's mobile responsive, and you can do things that, that are new. Like because it's advancing, you can do video, image slider as your main slider and stuff like that. Um, so Squarespace, Clover. And then I would say uh, WordPress, and and that's what we do. We we specialize in WordPress websites. Yep. Can you create a good, efficient app in WordPress, or should you use something that's more tailored to apps themselves? By using responsive mode, therefore you see it on a uh, on a standard computer. So the problem is getting all the form factors and all the rest of it done so that oftentimes the look and feel on an app is quite different than it is on a standard computer site. Yeah, the mobile app, the native mobile app, the one you actually download from the store, yeah. it's always going to be very templated just because that's the way that the, um, the stores have those apps, the majority of them. <laughs> their, their requirements that Google Play and iTunes have are very strict. I mean, I've, I've got apps, especially when I first started out doing them, rejected all the time because of just all kinds of, and that's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, the, the, that's, so that's why we try to pair the way the website and the app, the functionality very similar with the slide out menu or a very similar feel so you don't feel like you're in a different experience. They, uh, WordPress has stated uh, previously, I think last year, that they were trying to design WordPress to be able to power mobile apps itself but they're running into some problems with that because it's, 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 it started out as a blogging platform. So they got a long way to go to be able to make that happen. So right now, yeah, I would not recommend <coughs> or assume that you could use your WordPress website to be the app. You know what I mean? 
for, for the native app. Yep. But it can be responsive, so somebody on their phone can use it like an app. I get it. They're two different apps. Yeah. Thank you. And then, like, uh, WordPress, what we specialize in, you can, you can either pay a, a, a freelancer or a business to create you a WordPress site, which, which most of the stuff we do is custom. It's custom built, you know, from scratch. So we're, like, laying it all out, and it's not going to look like, you know, this other person's website or whatever. Um, so, you're, so you're going away from template. But it also, if you're like, that's not in our budget to pay someone to build a, say, custom website because it could be pricey. Um, is you could say with WordPress, you could still use WordPress because it has a CMS system, a content management system. Um, so it's easy to go into the back end and manage, just like Squarespace, just like Clover. Um, but you're going to have to have some knowledge of web, of web site to, to maneuver around in there. Um, not, you're not going to see computer code, you know, when you get in there. But but it's it, it, you're going to get into the back end, and you're gonna, you're going to need to like learn how to navigate around in there and make changes. But it's becoming so advanced that you can just drag and drop and move things around. Like, so most people can drag and drop things. So, so that's becoming easier. And if you weren't going to go through a, a middleman, or I would say, if you weren't going to go through a middleman, but you wanted to use a WordPress site, I think it's like you're going to pay for your domain, which is $2.99 or whatever, for, through GoDaddy or Bluehost or whatever, and then you're going to pay... For hosting, whatever that that price varies depending on who you use for hosting. So you get two ninety nine, let's say eight ninety nine for hosting, or, or ten bucks a month, or whatever for hosting. And then you're going to also pay. Um, I buy, I always buy themes. Like if a church wants like a specific what's called a, a WordPress theme, they want it to look like this. Like I'm like, all right, that theme's fifty nine dollars or whatever, and you buy that theme. So fifty nine plus two ninety nine plus the hosting fee, whatever the hosting fee is. So, you, you know, for the year you might run a hundred and something bucks a, a year for, for to have all the things you need to have your website become live through WordPress. Um, we also do a lot of stuff very similar to when it comes to if they don't want a custom job, but you want what we call an express version, we'll give you a templated version that's very similar to like a Clover but it's still it's been pre-customized basically for you. So we do we have done a lot of those too. Yeah. For the guys that don't have a huge budget, but they don't want Squarespace and they don't want it to do it themselves. Most, most churches that come to us, they say oh, here they want a template, and then, and then like if they have a budget, they're usually just saying, hey, I love this church's website. Can you just like recreate it, like yeah. and make it look just like that, which we can do as well. But uh, it it uh, it just varies. So. Yes. Wix, so um, Wix is is it is it still free to use Wix? It was as of in the fall. Yeah. It still was, and I'm, I'm actually, I did the in the church I was with in Atlanta, and then I did uh, my personal ones on Weebly. Okay. I, yeah. Well, so with Wix, you would know like it's not mobile friendly. Like you're going to run into that. So if I looked at, oh yeah. So if I opened up that website on my on my phone or I opened up that website on my on my iPad or whatever which most people are going to be on their phone if they're looking for your church and they're going to go to it and it's it's going to be full res, it's going to be computer resolution so they're like you know zoomed way in and 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 so that's Wix is a free service so it's a great option if you don't have a budget and you want to build a website but it won't be mobile friendly <coughs> and there is a, you can edit the mobile Oh, so they're starting to. Desktop, and then you, you have to click and resize and move. And so you gotta, you, you gotta like recreate the website as a mobile version. So it, it is there, and if you don't want the Wix ads, you do have to pay. Like you can choose your plan now. To right. Yeah. So then there's advertising too, like their own ad. Yeah, but it's, it's something like ten or twelve. <coughs> yeah. So great. Is yeah. Weebly still okay, also. I've never used it. Does anyone know about Weebly or ever use Weebly? It's pretty much the same thing as Wix. Wix and Weebly are pretty much the same. Churches are pretty much doing either WordPress, high-end custom work, or they're doing uh, Squarespace. That's what they, the trend, tends to, be, tends to be the trend. Yeah. And we're in a church under 100, and, you know, that was why we left Wix was because of the crazy mobile stuff. But we had a pretty good hand on Wix that let us be able to make the shift to WordSpace get it going, do some WordSpace help, do some Google searches, find out how to do stuff, and so on and so forth. So if you got a real good handle on Wix, 
some of it translates over to WordPress, I found. Now there was other stuff that you know, I had to jump in and jump on some forums and some other stuff. Um, you know, but it was out there. You know, and that was why we left was because mobile was horrible. Yeah. Because we had to recreate. Like, why are we doing two? Yeah, so then you're building two websites. And t <laughs> Any other questions? So, I mean, yeah, go for it. Uh, I have a question. Why does a web app, or sorry, mobile app need to be hosted if it's a downloadable uh, programming? Because the, the, the way apps work is it's a, it, all of them are pro 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 proprietary software, so it's unique to the people that designed it. Okay. Because before every app was completely customized, now guys are coming out with these backend <laughs> developments like a WordPress. Uh, and so they host all that information. So all the stuff that you're uploading, your message notes, some of it is RSS feed, some of it is, because you could either do like um, an RS feed, RSS feed, or you can actually oh, yeah. do a custom module where you can load stuff up. So all those guys are taking that account. To actually have a piece of software that can thousands of people can use costs quite a bit of money to, to keep and to manage. So that's why most guys will charge a monthly fee because they're spreading that out over tons of guys. Also, push notifications are not free. Like when you send out a push notification through your phone, most guys only give you like an allotment because it costs them money. And then some guys, if they don't know how to submit um, your updates to iTunes or Google Play, sometimes they have third parties that will do that and that costs money too. So there's a lot of factors, licensing and all that involved that you just don't think about. So that's why you can't host it on your web server either because you're yeah. using another, somebody else's service. Yeah. And iTunes charges you to have it available, you know, in their app store, and, and so does... Uh, they're difficult. Let, let me tell you, they are yeah. difficult to work with. I had an app, a uh, guy was <coughs> donations, and his app got rejected twice, because I kept telling him, like, you can't do it that way. He just didn't want to listen. I'm like, you can't take donations within your app. You have to send them outbound. They could, it could be in your app, donation, click it, take some outbound, but there's certain rules that they have and if you break them, they'll just shut your app down, and you don't want that. So that's another reason, you know, a lot of guys just don't know that stuff. Good question. All right. Hopefully we help somebody. Yes, Matt, you have a question.